So good. So good tea. Love this tea. I like the tea too. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 13-9, and you are joined with today by two hostes with the mostes of the video game music is, is it just goes on and on. Drinking the teases. My name is Moses. No, my name is no, Rob. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Still, I believe. Yes, and we um, we get together every week, and we listen to what we believe is some of the best hidden gems of the 8-bit, 16-bit, and modern video game era. And sometimes we like common stuff too, because let's be blunt. It's common because it's awesome as well. Sometimes there's some other stuff, but more often than not, it's well known because it's awesome. And sometimes we just want to share that too. But mostly, like, what the? Like you've gone. Oh, yeah. It, was, it, it sounds right. Um, yeah, but ultimately, we just like playing the good music, and that's all that truly yeah. matters. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the reasons why we might be a little bit on the space cadet case is that we had a small break. And the show, because <laughs> yeah, it was just a little, a little like the space cadet case. Like it's like we're a little out of it, <laughs> just a tad, just a little bit, you know. But just it was like a, tiny, a good, tiny like, bit. I guess it was technically good when you really break it down. It was a two week hiatus for <gasps> us. Damn. The show had one week, but for us it was a two week hiatus um, because life got busy for Rob and time got traveled for Pernell. Yes, uh, you went to E three. Yeah, which is, means I went three hours into the past, <laughs> and then eventually came three hours into the future. So, uh, yeah, Pernell was at E3 covering some video game, some new 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 video games for Hey Poor Player. Is that right? Yeah, though I'm really bad at writing just yet because I got back and like yeah, it was yeah, between yeah. jet lag and catching up at work, and then I'm about to leave again. But I gotta write those articles. My hope is that I can pull the. Well, now that everybody else is done talking about E3, here's some new oldie. Yeah, yeah. Here's a, here's a new information that you never knew about. Exactly. Like uh, there's some new characters in Smash Brothers, and they're all stupid. <laughs> I'm <laughs> never gonna play them. I don't know. That's Doran Smash Brothers announcement. People lost their marbles for that. Um, but yeah, so I, I was at home, and Christy, my wife, went to E3 covering companies for <laughs> for her job. That was but for a completely different reason. And then you guys hung out. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was hysterical because it was like a fish out of water and a fish that was kind of flopping at the edge of the tank yeah but it ultimately (laughs) worked out like for one i didn't want to stand in any lines which means if you're at e3 and you won't want to stand in any lines you're gonna you're not doing it engaging in much of anything yeah so like kingdom hearts 3 i saw it didn't want to play it because i wasn't gonna wait for it oh you know dragon quest 11 didn't want to wait for it Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I had a scheduled appointment, so I did get to play that. But I've never cool. played Rise of the Tomb Raider, so nice. it was like, eh. Um, did you play? You played in Mega Man, right? No. What? But, you got a cool picture. <laughs> yeah, I got a cool. Well, the picture line was like, by the time I went, it was like ten minutes, which is earlier in the day. It was like hours, but hmm. I got there with like a ten minute wait, which is not a big deal. But while waiting in line for Mega Man 11's photo, I was walking past where the demos were being played, so I was able to watch multiple people play the same demo stage, which was Brickman's. Over yeah, yeah. and over again. So I saw a couple people get up. At least two people per station played. 
And the common factor that I noticed was that most of them, if not all of them, did not want to use the slide. So if the game didn't outright require you to slide under a crevice or something, they weren't sliding. They weren't sliding. Oh. And fun fact, they all sucked. <laughs> it, was, it was like kismet to me to watch these people do poorly at the game, knowing that there was an entire move they refused to use, resulting in multiple deaths. If you don't slide... I don't want to know you. I don't want to know you. <laughs> I don't even want to know you. Like, I understand the dislike for the Mega Buster. It's noisy, yeah. and it makes some of the sub-weapons feel obsolete. But the slide, there is no reason to dislike it. The slide is there for pure joy. Yeah. In Mega Man 3, right, it was Mega Man 3 they introduced the slide, yeah. right? In Mega Man 3 for the Nintendo, they, they introduced the slide, and there was like maybe... Four or five sections where you could, where you had to use it to get either get to a place to get a hidden like one up, or to get to the next section. Otherwise, it was there for fun. Yeah, or 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 for um, avoiding like uh, Proto Man and stuff like that. But still, it was there for fun. And that's the most. That's the most important aspect of the slide: the maneuverability. Yeah. So. By incorporating a move, the developers obviously said we should have enemies that require you to kind of use this ability to evade them or to progress efficiently. So to deny usage of a move is to pretty much set yourself up to fail. Yeah. There was a, uh, this is a sort of a spoiler, but don't forget <laughs> by the time the game comes out, the, the Brickman boss... There was a weird thing he did, which is unlike any normal Mega Man boss, where he leaves the screen and he comes back, he's like a giant brick monster. <laughs> like, huge. Cool. And I'm watching, I watched two guys get to him, and they were trying to fight him, and they both failed at it, and the whole time, each time, the, the guy would lead him into a corner and start like, kind of swiping at them, and they couldn't dodge because his arm swiped the whole thing. And I'm sitting there like, has any of you tried sliding under his legs? <laughs> Has anybody tried that? But I didn't say it out loud. Yeah. Neither one of them would do it. They were just hugging the wall like, don't hit me. Don't hit me. It's like, and that's why you die. This is it, man. This is our time. Every every game right now is like third person, first person, over the shoulder, 3D. You and I, we can we can play these two-dimensional side-scrolling adventure action games. Oh, I'm ready for Mega Man. Also, yeah, we can I do got it. to play Monster Boy. Which is Monster Boy. I've never heard of that one. Probably the game I'm one of the games I most look forward to seeing at the show. Yeah. And cough on cough. There was no line for it because no one knew about it or cared about it because they rather play Yakuza or Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, Yakuza looks cool, but Oh it yeah. does. But yeah. it's Yakuza. There's like nine of them out already. <laughs> I know, so. right, right. So tell me about Monster Boy real quick. So it's uh not a remake, but it's actually like a follow up by a fan of the series to the old uh, Monster Boy games like Dragon's Curse, most specific, most particularly Dragon's yeah, Curse. I was going to say, like, is this is this yeah from is this from the Dragon's Curse series? Like, sorta. What it is is an original creator. Okay. But those guys got the original creator of the Monster Boy games on board for mm. like content evaluation and suggestions and ideas. So it feels as I played the game, it felt so. Much like I was playing a Dragon's Curse sequel, cool. I was at the counter, uh -huh. like, smiling like a teenager. Like, oh, this is amazing! <laughs> nice oh, the shop that, yeah. music's still there, all the cool art animations, and you can get, like, different items that you equip that make you move to, like, it's like simple the, stuff. The spirit, but it's stuff. the spirit of the game is, like, it's still, still in there. 100% there. Oh, that's awesome. You could transform into different animals. So, whereas in the original game, you had to go to, like, a special room once you access it to transform to different animals, and this you can do on the fly. Oh, you cool. can just go, hey, I want to be the pig now, and I want to be the frog, and I want to be the lion. And they all play differently, and they all have their own sets of equipment. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. That's awesome. And I want it now. <laughs> I really do. 
It's one of those games where if I get a review copy, I'm probably still going to buy it because I want it on my shelf. Yes. So it's that kind of game for me. Mm. E3 was fun, but not worth $250 for a gamer pass if you bought that. I'm sorry. Um, but if you went and you were just kind of there experiencing it, it's like, you know, I'm going to walk around, I'm going to see some stuff. I think it's worth going at least once. But the big thing I noticed is that my friends on like Facebook and stuff that were like keeping up, they due to just you know being the fact they were on the internet checking stuff, whereas I was like running around the floor. Were they seeing things before you were? <laughs> they were seeing things way before I was. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, they did that. What booth is that at? People were like, Perdo, go to this booth. They have a thing there. I'm like, I didn't even know that booth was here. Well, she was telling me, Christy was telling me, it's so big, it's so big that like it's hard to get anywhere. It's a sensory, sensory. Like overload. you have to know where you're going before you even go there. So if you're going in there as press or if you're going in there as as an investor, it's like. You gotta have these these. You gotta like call the companies ahead of time, and then you gotta like have a, like schedule the meetings with them before to even talk to them. Otherwise, you're waiting in lines mm-hmm. forever mm-hmm. just to see whatever they're doing for consumers, or waiting in lines forever to go to their shows or, or whatever. I, I think it was before she left, we we watched the um, the PC gaming show live over like Twitch or something. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is fun, but like I don't care about much of this stuff. I'll tell you what I am interested in. That that was to. I was interested in it, but now I'm less interested in knowing more about it. Is Cyberpunk 20... You're less interested? People seem to be geeked for that. Oh, I am super geeked about it, but now I've learned that it's a first-person game. Oh, which means nausea first. Which means nausea, and this game is all about wearing super cool cyberpunk clothes. That you'll never see that yourself in. That you'll never in. see yourself in. Well, cross your fingers that maybe they'll offer a third-person option. Oh, I hope so. I hope so, because it looks really neat. Though I will say one other thing that's definitely prevalent for this show, actually, to say that drove me nuts. So I'd walk around the convention hall, and there was two different places where I saw this. Okay, At one point, GameSpot had personalities up on stage just sitting in couches talking about the convention. That was their whole <laughs> shtick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're talking. Because like, if you didn't go to E3, then you can go to GameSpot.com and watch a whole bunch of guys talk about, hey, man, what you been doing all day? Well, I saw the new Mega Man. Exactly. And it Pretty was super much. rad. It's radical and gnarly, dude. Back like, to you, Chase. <laughs> hey, Chase. Probably was like that. They're all Chase they're all... or Jay, Jace or Zan. Hey, Chad. Chad, back to you, Chase. <laughs> Chase Zan. But it drove me nuts because I was watching these guys. And then later, even more so, at one point, Christy is the one that convinced me to go to this because she was trying to rest up somewhere. It was Facebook gaming, which for the record, I didn't know Facebook had gaming. Oh, they've had gaming for a long time. You ever played Farmville? No, 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 not that. Not you never Facebook played Farmville having... in your underwear on the toilet? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's I where you play Facebook games. Like, I knew Facebook had games that you could play on it, yeah. but they had, like, Facebook gaming, quote-unquote, as in, like, personalities, oh, like, yeah. doing streams and stuff for like, Facebook. Like a YouTube gaming. Yeah. yeah. They're try- I think they're trying to break into it. There was like six guys on stage playing You Don't Know Jack. And as we were sitting there watching them play, I'm sitting there going like, I think I could be funnier than these guys. I know people that are funnier than these guys. How did they get a job doing this for Facebook? And why do they have an audience? Not saying they were bad, because I laughed at some of the stuff. I'm telling you, if you make this your life job, like if you do this like it's your job, and you quit everything else... And maybe you might get a taste of a yeah, corner of the pod. And you'll get there, yeah. And maybe you're not that great, but it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> you made much. that choice in your life. Um, what was I going to say? I cannot remember anymore. Oh, Facebook gaming. Last thing. I know our intro is running out a little later, but me and Pernell haven't hung out in about two weeks. And we've already talked 
for about two hours before we started recording. Yeah, we're running way behind. In a good way, though. We got through all of our life talk ahead of time. Um, so, yeah, I'm a part of a DDR ITG dance game players group on Facebook. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, like, they'll stream... They'll say, "Hey, we're streaming on Twitch or whatever." Because a lot of these guys own their own machines, and so mm-hmm. like they'll 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 stream like, "Hey, take, we'll take requests and we'll play games." And I think that's great because I get to see other people play dance games in their form and like the songs, all the new songs they're playing. But the problem on Facebook streaming is that they compress the video and audio so bad it's not worth it half the time. Ooh, yeah, like it's really out of sync. You can't see anything. The music, like, the sound is horrible. On the other side, they don't have the same algorithms that YouTube and Twitch and them do, so that if you play, like, licensed music... You no know, one's shopping to shut you down. Yeah, man. If you want to play Call Me Maybe, you can play that all day long. Or if you want to play Max Paranoia Regrets or whatever the heck is up Max, to now. Max Regrets Paranoia. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, if you're playing that, they, they won't shut you down. <laughs> dead end. No, this time really is a dead end. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't get that music anymore. I used to, I mean, I still kind of like it, but it's like a nostalgia thing. You know, it's like, it's not good. You listen to it. It's just, it reminds, it reminds me of a time. It reminds me of that time in my life. Oh yeah. That even then I was like, this isn't great, but I want to, I want to do it. I still remember when my most, the most, the song I most looked forward to on extreme was breakdown. Now yeah. like, it still sounds okay, but Breakdown. I don't know why I was so excited for this. It's good. No, it's good, but it's not what I remember it as like, in my heart. Like, I wanted it to be more than it turned out. Like, I wanted it to be something, and now it's not that to me because I'm not that guy anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really something, isn't it? Um, I went to back to play... I went back to play DDRA, the newest DDR Ace or whatever, mm. uh, round one, and I... I can't even play some of the older songs anymore because the steps aren't that great. The music is kind of not that interesting anymore. There's something about... Just gotta stick with Paul. I know. There's something about every song being... Sounding like it's from an anime and being crazy. Like, it's not... Hyper-energetic. But at the same time, I can't say that that's bothering me because I go play Pump It Up and it's it's all insane, over-the-top K-pop music with like... The, the boy band has like nine people in it or the girl group has like 12 girls in it and they're all like doing this insane choreography and I'm like this is the best thing in the world like I'm just stepping on five arrows I love it choreographing nothing yeah I don't know I'm, I'm kind of into it I'm not I'm not so obsessed with K-pop but I'm really happy that that's part of the game oh yeah for sure because there's some oh. tracks I like so I, um, there is a series on Netflix now called K-pop no, no, it's 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 all about like the uh, how things be, how things are. Like it's like one of it is a uh, oh, part of one. Of, there's one episode that's all about uh, monogamy and like how humans evolved to monogamy, and there's like a polyamorous relationships and things like that. And it's very lighthearted, but it's very short episodes. It's very scientific, and then there's a whole one about like pop culture, and one of them is K-pop. Like how did K-pop become a thing? You know the Taiji boys. Yeah, Seo Taji and the Taji They're boys. huge. Yeah. I mean, like... For good reason, because so, awesome. Yeah, you gotta you got find this, this this documentary on Netflix about K-pop. It's only about 15, 20 minutes long. It's really worth it, because they were, like, one of the first groups to make it so big in Korea. Because in South Korea, you couldn't do music, like, produced commercial music that was not just about how great the government was or how great... Oh, wow. So yeah. they broke the mold. They came out and they were like, no, we're going to come out here and like talk about how great... You know, they, they were just doing pop music. Uh-huh. And they, and they were... Um, and they had a lot of songs that were about like, you know, about the government and they were like really saying something. 
and they became so enormous that the Korean government was like, you know what? Everyone should do let's this. Make this our next, let's make this our next export. And so a lot of these groups, these huge K-pop groups, are backed by the Korean government. Which makes sense because they become so big that yeah. people know the country. Well, they're not backed by the Korean government, money. but they're 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 um they're, they're certainly encouraged to to do this. And so like these groups come out and these the uh these these companies are like, okay, the next idol group we got to get five kids. They got to look this way. They all got to sound a certain way, and then we got to choreograph their dances. And that's going to be the next group. And they all have to have really simple names like uh, Blackpink or Taiji or whatever. AKB. But it all started with the Taiji boys, and I'm like, I know them. We used to play them on uh on. I Pump it up way mm-hmm. back in the day. That's right. Unforgettable uh, memory. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were supposed to be like kind of like subversive. They That's are. so cool. Well, that band is awesome. And then he went and did his own thing. He was just Sayo Taji and he did Robot. That song was good. Yeah, they did some good stuff. So yeah, even at the beginning of Pump It Up, I was like, this music is interesting. Mm. And there's a reason for it. And then no Because it was more real. You know, it was more it didn't yeah. seem more real. It seemed more There were more bands that were like there were more actual like, like bands. famous bands yeah, that yeah, weren't exactly. like Konami in house for Oh, example. I tried to play uh Slam. Yeah, that's Nova Sonic too. <sighs> yeah, I tried to play the Nova Sonic Slam. I couldn't do it. Oh my gosh. That game has changed. Well, this the original difficulty. Slam is still doable. It's just the doubles that was a killer. Yeah, no, the original Slam all on on the expert modes were difficult. So Slam is like a oh, the original had like a lot of three steps. Yeah, yeah. So 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 on Pump It Up, like the earliest versions of Pump It Up, the dance game with the five panels, Nova Sonic Slam, which is kind of like a heavy metal hard rock song, super cool. Take on video, kill the radio star. Yeah, super super difficult. Like the difficulty of those games in like the early two thousands. And maybe the late '90s, almost. They were like, you know what? Let's just add more arrows at it's, a time, at, a, at the same time. So like, people had to break dance to play the game. You know, it was impossible. So, but nowadays, it's like, let's make the song longer. Let's make the rhythms more difficult mm-hmm. and more crossovers. And I like that. But then you go at the play slam and, and then I the go three steps. And so it's like instead of so it's like it's like super fast. Like you're drumming with your feet, and it's really fun. And then I go back to play an old one, and I'm like, oh, that's right. They hated you. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to be like. I beat that song at the back of the day because I used to cr- spread my feet across the. <laughs> yeah, panel. that's how you do it. You bracket. You put your feet on the brackets. Mm-hmm. Unless you have like a really sensitive machine, which is why I'm excited for too many games. 2018, Oaks, Pennsylvania. It'll have happened by the time this episode comes out. Yes, they have. <laughs> that's that's right. Thank you. For- Thank you for that, Pernell. <laughs> I would have killed myself playing this game. The, um, the, the Tokyo Attack is gonna it does their little arcade there, mm-hmm. little arcade. It's enormous, and the pump it up machine they have is like the imag- newest one. Oh, it's well, they, 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 it's amazing. They raise the pads up. Everything the pads are super sensitive. You can do that hard stuff like fairly easily. But you'll have to wait in line. Not when I play. Oh, oh. Probably not one. Watch out security. I don't know. When I was there last year, like I just was like, oh, there's like one st- one kid playing. Oh, he left. Oh, in that case, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Everybody, everyone wants to play DDR. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's playing like DDR, like fourth mix. And I'm like, that's... Suckers. It's been about 20 years, man. I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Rhythm and police. I'm rhythmed out. Mm. Now, now it's rhythm and pixels. Now it's rhythm and pixels. Hey, Pernell, what's our topic? <laughs> what, guess what is it, Alistair? Our, stop. Our topic is actually nothing to do with anything we just talked about. We went with the topic of space. Space. Not the final frontier, but we're kind of getting there. The with the space force coming. Well tied, by the way. That was completely unrelated. <laughs> that is good timing. We actually have had um, a few suggestions in our email and our Twitter. Thank you very much 
I really like the suggestions that have come through. One of them, I don't know if you know about it. I think it came through Twitter. You didn't see it. It's really cool. I'll tell you later. But no, we're doing space. Holy crap. Mm, space. Hang on a second. Space. We are recording now. <laughs> <laughs> they want to probably cut that. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, this is the longest intro we've had. This is why. This is why. If you listen to the Legacy Music Hour and they only do one episode like a month, it's like their they have first long intros. <laughs> their intro is like a half an hour to an hour because they're like, "Hey, how you been? What video games have you been?" I didn't even talk about what I've been playing. I've been playing actual video games, trying to like calm myself down because I made myself sick. I do remember that you got quite sick, and then I learned after yeah. the fact it was like crap. All right, so if you've been listening to us to this point. Um, the past two or three episodes, I might have sounded a little subdued. My voice might have sounded a little scratchy. Um, I was very sick. And all I will say is the chicken pox can come back if you make yourself sick. And it gets funnier because I've never yeah. had the chicken pox. Yeah, so I so couldn't have Prinello. <laughs> no, I was still coming over. I just didn't care. All right, space. It was like adventure. Event. Oh! Yeah, you were like, let's do it. That's let's right. Let's do it. All right, so um, space. So this is um. We're not talking about Tetris. We're not making room for the, furniture. I mean, maybe, maybe, but in the stars. Uh oh, that's true. It could be space furniture. No, no yeah, space it's furniture in space. Floating out there. Do you have to sit? I mean, like, if you're at zero gravity, do you need to sit? We should ask these questions later on. <laughs> we should probably get a track playing at least. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sticking with us. Let's listen to some cool music related to. Space. Space. You know, you have to do... Space. space. Uh, outer space. Pigs in space. <laughs> Less. Mm. Clack in space. Hey, everything's space. All right. So who's first put picking up a track anyway? Well, this is 13-9. Oh, baby. So this is you, man. Yeah. Baby, baby. Well... I don't know why I wanted to go with a track from the most one of the most frustrating games I've ever played, but it's a good game. What's up? And it was an excuse to do it. The game is called Blast Corpse. Oh yeah. And the track title—I don't even think it even has an official name, so I only know of it as the Moon. Cool. And it's composed by Grammy Norgate, and I might have mispronounced that, but tough to bully. I think you did a great job. Ah, shuckums. <laughs>
back. You just listened to <laughs> what I perceive to be the moon from the game Blast Corpse, composed by Grammy Norgate. So, what is this track exactly? Heck, what is this game exactly? Well, first of all, this track is awesome. You better believe that it is. synth bass is so cool. And it honestly has bum, more bum, going on bum, than bum, even bum, I recall it having. Bum, 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 bum. It's so neat. <laughs> yeah, it's got a cool, it's got a cool, like, a 90s industrial kind of sound to it, like Art of Noise, like, really old, like, skinny puppy kind of sound to it, but faster. You'd probably like the overall soundtrack thing, because there's a number of tracks that kind of had a similar vibe I, I think to I'm going to explore it. I, I got to admit, I have not really explored a lot of N64 game music, because I'm not really excited about N64. Well, this game you should be. Blast Corps is crazy. This is one of the this is one of those examples of a game idea that came along one time. Blast Corps crazy. It was never. It <laughs> was. It is or was. Like it, this idea was visited and never came up in any other game again. It's so weird. But it's not even because it was a bad idea because it was a great one. The idea is that there's a nuclear tanker set to explode and the place where it can needs to be taken to I'm oh, sorry it also is like speed because it has no brakes yeah it's it just a nuclear tanker yeah. that's is highly sensitive it has no brakes and the mm. place it needs to go is a ways away and you have to clear the path of debris on its way because it also can't have it can't be steered either it just goes yeah so the whole point of the game is to use a variety of different vehicles to destroy buildings to prevent them from colliding or rather from preventing the nuclear tractor from colliding with the buildings. So you go through a number of stages with this, using of all these vehicles, it gets harder and harder. Some vehicles make you want to pull your freaking hair out, <coughs> Sidewinder, or Backlash rather is what it's called. Well, and, this uh, sound like tracks in Super Off-Road. It pretty much. Well, Sidewinder has, yeah, yeah. Sidewinder actually is, yeah. The oh. Backlash was a dump truck where you had to spin and do donuts to, and collide the back of it with buildings. Yeah, I remember, okay, when that 64 came out, I wasn't super interested. I think my, my interest in video games was sort of like kind of falling back and forth at the time. And I went to a friend's house and he put in Blast Core on the N64. And I was like, I was expecting like Goldeneye. I was expecting Mario. And then here's a game where you just destroy a city in order to stop it from being further destroyed. Yes. Very strange. But the game itself was rife with secrets, like a ridiculous number of secrets. There were hidden stages, there were hidden vehicles. Some of the stages were outright madness, including like one level, which was basically a game of Pac-Man. Really? You were driving around a map that was dots and pellets. And the ghosts were just like demon trucks or something. Oh, neat. But it was basically Pac-Man. But the best secret came from just... A, I can't remember if you just beat the game or if you had to beat a number of stages or acquire a number of platinum medals. Probably was medals. But you'd unlock access to the moon where you would go to destroy space debris using the same vehicles, but so, now in zero gravity. So the, so the, the, the nuclear weapon that you're protecting Earth from that cannot stop it's suddenly on the moon somehow. No, 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 no. You, you say you solved the problem. The game is the day is saved. The, day, the game is over. The day is saved. Now you're just on the moon, just blowing stuff up. Yeah, you get another. It's essentially basically come up with this hackneyed plot. Was like the government wants you to go to the moon and destroy leftover space debris from previous exhibitions. Oh, See, they could have made this or expeditions. They could have made this Armageddon, the movie, the game. Well, that could have been the sequel. They could have digitized um, Matt Damon. No, not Matt Damon. Um, you know, his, his friend. <laughs> also Matt Damon. Also Matt Damon. You know his friend, not Matt Damon, and Bruce Willis. <laughs> and Willis Bruce. <laughs> and Liv Tyler. 
Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but like, you'll have to try this. I should. I, I should. think you dig it. It's just again, just going to the moon with uh, not zero g per se, but it's redu much reduced gravity. Yeah. So like, a truck will hit a ramp and go flying. <laughs> and unfortunately, the one downside to it is there's three stages. There's Neptune. I want to say it's Neptune. Mars and the moon. Oh, there's multiple space stages. Yeah, but huh. they're not traditional stages, so they kind of lose some of the flair. Like, one is a race level where you race uh, around a track. One is destroy these objects at a certain mm -hmm. amount of time. The other is just break the crap out of stuff. So it's, I mean, it's, it's cool they played, they played around with the idea, but it wasn't like the game that you wanted to get into. Yeah, like it was cool game. to say, hey, this is a cool bonus level, yeah. but you want more meaty levels mm -hmm. from that concept. So I was like, that could have been a cool sequel. Was this a game you played when it came out? Or? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. This so was back when SD4 was getting zero, like very few games at a time. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. like, I want to say, why yeah. but it was worth it. Like, I don't know if I would have bought this had it not been the case, but I'm glad it was because this game is fantastic, and I'd still play it today, even with its ugly, ugly graphics. <laughs> man, just tell them like it is, man. Well, if there's one thing about me you can never say is you can't say I'm a liar. No. Tell it like it is. Yeah. Some N64 games, not looking super great. Didn't age too well. But they're still fun to play. You know what ages great is that never gets old and... Grapefruit? Wait, that gets really old great. and it's nasty. It's never filling is the um, amazing 2D sprite artwork of the Super Nintendo Genesis era. That is true. That stuff holds holds its weight. Which reminds me, I'm still behind on starting Lost Vikings. That month's almost over. <laughs> Crap. Well, well, the track I'm playing is from the game called Space Megaforce for Ooh. the Super, Ninten Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Also known as on the flip of Famicom. <laughs> and the Super Famicom in Japan, it's called Super Alast. And this is the title track, composed by Keiji Takeuchi, Akiyoshi Nagao, and Katsumi Tanaka. And um, this this is a new new favorite discovery for me. Um, just looking through uh, space shooter soundtracks, and I'm really excited to share this. I want to. Yeah, it's hear very cool. The whole soundtrack super cool, but the title track is like it's like kind of like getting you ready for the coolness. Here we go. This is the title track from Space Megaforce for the Super Nintendo. This is Super Mega Force, also known as Super Aleste on the Super Famicom. It's a super, super soundtrack. This is the title music, composed by Keiji Takeuchi, Akiyoshi Nagao, Katsumi Tanaka. This is a jam, man. I do like it. I am. It's I'm danceable. all about jams, yeah. And apparently, I didn't even realize it, this was made by the guys behind Puyo Puyo. Oh, that's right. This is a, was a B... Compile. Compile. All right. I, I was thinking a different soundtrack I was looking at. 
<laughs> I was looking at another one. It was um, not BPM. It was like BMP group. They did the um, Super Sioko. It was like it was like the drift racing game. It had a really cool soundtrack that I liked a lot. Now I'm going to look that up. But later. Anyway, if you're into like kind of techno-y, kind of funk-inspired music for the Super Nintendo, this is the way to go. It's really cool sounding. Like yeah, this is a great soundtrack to look up. Mm. I'm wondering if it's similar. I know there was like another game called Aless. Because I was thinking earlier you yeah, said Super Aless. That's like, right. Yeah, that was the one I remember. Like, yeah. That was a game called just Aless, and this is a sequel to that. But I didn't remember this one existing. So this is all new to me. Me neither. Um, I'm really happy that I found it because it's it's like a new soundtrack in my pocket. Like it's like yeah, this is cool. All right, so I've been playing some new games. Like what? New man? games, not new games. So, so these uh, were not Street Fighter games. Yes, exactly. So Christy and I started playing Life is Strange. I know that's not new at, by any stretch of the means. Well, it's new for you. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's very different. We it reminds me of when we played uh, Shadow of Destiny for the PS2, which is a very old PS2 game. Is this like a but? I don't know much about Life is Strange, but I know it's like a butterfly effect sort of deal going on. Yeah, it's very much like. You ha- you discover you have the power to reverse time, but you you're a teenager, so you use it just to like change decisions. Like you know, you go into I should have went to the dance. You go into your friend's like dorm room, and you just are just exp- you're just exploring like you would in a video game. But it's like yeah, you're just going through all their stuff, and then reverse time after then, you like, never did it. Yeah, and you go and you, and you find like your your roommate's like pregnancy test, and you look at it, and you're like, oh my god. It's positive. And she's like, why are you going through my stuff? And you're like, better reverse time. <laughs> Oops. Weird. So, like, we just sort of, like, once you sort of let go of, like, okay, you can be a, you can kind of, like, let go and not try to be a nice person in this world. It's a very real, it's a very realized space. Very cool. It's very, very slow. I don't know how far we're going to get through it, but we'd be finished. I'd say pick it up, keep it going, because I do know, without yeah. spoiling it, I do know that the plot gets like heavier in a sense, where it's like, oh crap, I am interested stakes in here. That. But um, uh, a week before that, I started playing a game called Momoradara: Adara, Reverie and Moonlight. Oh, that 2D Metroidvania game where you fight with a leaf. Yes, it is awesome. It is so good. I put it on hard mode to start. So you can imagine why I didn't. I need to go yes. back to it. I, I started that game and I was like, oh, you can play normal mode or hard mode. And I'm like, well, I don't know what hard mode actually is. I don't know how hard it's normal very mode hard. is. So I better just play normal. I'm glad I did not because it is. I started playing and Christy came in and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm playing uh, this Momoradara game. I tried, <laughs> it's like a really long name. Momoradara. She's like, is it, is it fun? I'm like, yeah, it's actually really easy until it's not. And then it's very bosses. hard. Bosses are rough. Yes. And uh, on hard mode, normal enemies are a pain. Like, there's that section in the town with the wolves, those shadow wolves will yes. come out. Yes, yes, yes. One to two hit kills. Oh, jeez. So, they already will knock you out super fast. Anyway, um, it's I picked it up because I saw the sprite artwork, and the animation was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Was and it on sale, too? No. Uh-huh. No, I just picked it up. It just looked, it looked really cool. Well, I think it may be pretty short too so it won't be like a time sink either. Yeah, I'm only I'm already halfway through and I, I've put a few hours into it. Uh, I'm definitely going to finish it because uh, the bosses like are, are where the meat of the game is. Yeah, like the first boss was that weird yeah. like caterpillar it's got woman. That, it's got that feeling I think that um, what's it called? Uh, Iconoclast wanted to do. But I like this a little bit more because I feel like the controls are a bit tighter. It's got the aesthetic 
that I'm a little bit more into. More spritey. Yeah, a little more spritey. Um, very like the, the the reaction of of the characters and, and the and the combat is really feel it feels really good. Well, yeah, I think he even has like a maybe have a backstep up for getting. I can't remember. The... Yeah, you have like kind of a dodge roll that you can kind of play with, and in a lot of those things upgrade. You have a really cool uh, bow and arrow that's really fun. And later on, you can get through tight spots by turning into a cat. Oh, that sounds cool. And it's super cute. I and never I, got the cat. I love it. It's, it's further into the game. I, I just got it. Because hmm. I was like, oh, I bet you turn into something small or you can roll into tighter spaces. But nope, you turn into a cat. And you're just as strong. <laughs> oh, so you fight as the cat, too? You fight as the cat. You can't use items, but you can fight. Oh. Which is fun. So, yeah, Momoro Dara, Reverie, Moonlight. It's very neat. It's very cool. Very Really cool characters, really cool artwork. The story is, like, whatever. It's not super great. Yeah, it's I don't fine. pay attention to have that stuff. I was hoping for something a little bit more from that. But I'm going to finish because I like I like really pure game, like, pure difficult gameplay like that. Yeah. Then you play it on hard mode. And you know why I suffered. I, I, if I go back, I'm probably going to keep it on normal, but try to beat it pacifist. How's that even possible? You got to fight bosses. Yeah, yeah. Only you got to fight. You got you do defeat bosses, but you, 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 you do the rest pacifist. Oh, okay. So I might do that. Uh, if I don't know, maybe I, I got to be really inclined to get into that. But let's listen to some more tunes because I'm I'm actually digging this. Like, do. So you're trying to figure out what you're going to play next, right? No, I know what I'm playing next, but I'm still trying to think about the third track. <laughs> playing it ahead. What you got? So the next next track is from a game that I think we did feature on the show in the past, but I only learned about it recently, meaning that I forgot we played it in the past. <laughs> um, and that game is called Super Dimension Fortress Macross Scramble the Valkyrie. Ooh, it's an amazing soundtrack. And Love the track it. is Space, Stage 1 Theme. And it's composed by Noboru Yamane. Mm. We are in for uh, this is like a powerhouse of like Super Nintendo music awesomeness. It's a Jimmy of a jam. Let me tell you what, Sam. Jimmy, Jimmy Jam. <laughs> Thank you. 
Blast off. I was going to say, blast off, man. This is good. You're listening to Space. That sounded bad. Stage blast of- off, Purnell. <laughs> Just blast off forever. You listen to the space theme from the game Super Dimension Fortress Mackerel Scrambled Valkyrie, composed by Noboru Yamane. Mm. So mm-hmm. I have no knowledge of Mackerel aside from Lin Min May and her beautiful angelic voice. Yes. But I know that this game involves lots of pew pew boom boom. Um, well, Macross is a very large world. Like, the Minmay, I think, was from the original series that we called Robotech in the States. Ah! Yeah, yeah. I know that there's a part of this game that she's involved in, not as like, oh, a playable okay. character or anything, but like, there's a, it's like one cool level that I came across where you're flying over, and actually, that's the track that I originally was going to pick, but come on, space episode, trash call space, come on. Well, I don't, on. yeah, I don't know, I'm sorry, go, continue. So, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> So yeah. you're flying over, and everything's getting blown up and stuff, and then as you're descending into, like, a city, yes. the music shifts over to, like, a poppy jam. Oh. And the poppy jam is because you're flying over her concert. Oh, that's fun. And then once you get far enough away from the concert, the original track kicks back in. It's like, oh, back to blowing up stuff. <laughs> away from the concert hall. <laughs> that's neat. That's cool that they did that. Um, yeah, music is a big part of Macross, I think, because they built it... Around, not around Minmay being a pop star, but like that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know how different it is the the American dub. I maybe they've changed some things to like what the wasn't what's in Japan. But the 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 aliens crash onto Earth, and they leave. They they I don't think they survive, but they leave their their mechs and their technology. Mm-hmm. Humans take it and they build on it and they um, they build their own robots and their own pretty much their own military using this technology and they build those robots that turn into planes and then turn into half robot half planes awesome aliens come back not happy about the whole situation and um, no, they're fighting the aliens yeah, with their yeah, own and, tech. and they fight off the aliens but in the series the original series the um there's this giant spaceship that they're all on mm-hmm. that gets somehow sucked into space and they leave so there's a whole city inside this spaceship of, oh. of like civilians. Um, they weren't expecting this to happen, and so suddenly they're all like lost in space, and they're fighting off aliens at the same time. Oh, so she's like the spiritual. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Minmay. Yeah, Min, yeah, Minmay is not like a fighter or a pilot. She is an actual pop star, and she and she rallies everyone. She's like she's like the uh, she's um, the bard. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's the bard. Yeah, yeah. So she sings and gets everyone lifts everyone's spirits and like. Gets it's her cool. tax yeah, up a bit. Yeah, she's the um, the love interest of like the main guy or whatever. But it's yeah, she's she's really important to keeping everyone from going crazy. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty actually, neat, yeah. they make her a very important character. Like that it shows that there's other roles you can have in war than just the pew pew or the yes. broom broomer. And there was another. I s- I'm talking like I'm in a playpen. <laughs> there was a there was a short a three part series called Macross Plus. Have you seen that one? I've heard of it. Never oh, seen it. It's amazing. So the music on that is super important too because it's uh, it's it's all around. Um, an artificial intelligence um, pop idol, like an AI pop idol. Oh, like games, ha- like like Hatsune Miku. Basically. Yeah, but a little more real, and she becomes sentient and like tries to like take over the world essentially. But the music is like all of her. It's supposed to be all of her music. But I think it's composed by Yoko Kano, who did um, Cowboy Bebop. But it's really cool. It's it's some of my favorite like anime. So now you might want to watch the show. Music. I'm going to start watching soon. What's up? The Caligula effect. Or I guess the anime is just called Caligula. Really? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if the title refers to like Caligula at all, because I don't know much about Caligula. But yeah. I know the plot of the show and the game is that you are you go to a high school, 
because they all do that. Of course. And uh, I can't remember why, but eventually something happens and your main character kind of snaps out of it and he realizes that he's actually trapped in an AI world created by someone and is ruled by an AI pop singer. Oh, that's cool. Who does not want you to leave. Okay. And all the other students attack you. <laughs> and you <laughs> Wait, so this is a game that's also an anime? Or like- anime. It became an anime later. Oh, okay. Nothing about watching the anime instead of the game because I heard it has some plotting problems. <laughs> But the story is written by the guy that wrote the original Persona 1 game story. Oh, Which okay. makes me very interested. Yeah, yeah. I love Persona 1's Definitely. plot. So, I just like the idea that it's like, you're talking about this AI that becomes sentient. It's like, well, you're yeah. in the world. And the other thing about this game that's awesome that I know about it, it's not even really a spoiler, it's just uh-huh. an interesting plot point, is that all of the people, it's their, menta- their, their, their state of consciousness that gets transferred to the AI, but they're actually like different people. So like, you might be an AI high school student in the game, but the real world, you're like a 40-year-old businessman who doesn't want to go back to being a businessman or something. It's hard to explain, but basically, who you are in the game is not who you are in real life. Uh, so you, you're you in there as a different person. I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting there's going to be some stuff where it's like people, they either don't want to go back out because they realize that they're going to go back to like their old body or maybe they're going to want to go back because they're like, I hated high school. What the hell am I doing here? God, anime is like so... For me, it's just so weird now. Like I used to be so into it, wanted to consume it all. And you explain some of these plots to me, and like what you're watching. I'm like, and that sounds so cool. But either I'm not making the time for it, or if I do watch it, I feel like it falls into some of like kind of like the anime tropes, and I can't get past that. Or it's like it moves sometimes too it's just slow. about getting to the plot proper. Like yeah, I usually give a like, show three episodes, three to, episodes, to yeah. drag me in. If I think can't I just do it. I'm out. I think I just need to give it more time. But I'll, I'll, I have some more words to say about anime. Animu, um, <laughs> animu. Um, after my next track. I'm going completely different direction. This has been super high energy space shooter music, which I believe me, I am 100% all about. It, it makes my life happy. Um, but what I'm going into now is Star Trek for the Sega Genesis. Oh, lots of tea involved. Yeah, in you go, you go back to 8-bit, 60-bit Star Trek games. You're not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> So this is called Star Trek The Next Generation, which is my Star Trek. So Star Trek, colon, The Next Generation, colon, Echoes from the Past. Colon. For the Sega Genesis, this is the... uh, Gallbladder. This is a track called The Three Trials, composed by Andrew Edlin.
This is The Three Trials, composed by Andrew Edlin for the Sega Genesis, that beautiful YM2612 FM synth sound, really pure tones. This screams early Genesis. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> it really, really does. Um, and this is uh, for the game Star Trek The Next Generation, Echoes from the Past. I feel like it probably would have like a Batman-esque sort of mm. gameplay style to it. Well, we've played a, a Star Trek game for the Genesis before, and that was Deep Space Nine, Odo's Revenge. No, I have no idea what it was called. Odo, <laughs> Cisco's Battle, No Odo's Revenge. Um, and that was that game did not look like a good time either. But really interesting soundtrack. Uh, I feel like they they wanted to again have a lot of interest with the music but still being kind of subdued because you know Star Trek isn't like all run and gun action um, and, and obviously it's, these are going to be adventure games and not action games it sounds like classic PC RPG style music you know I can kind of hear that actually the point and click event RPGs though yes definitely but those opening chords I really liked a lot and that's what really caught my attention on this one not so much a fan of the other tracks on this the soundtrack but I think this sounds really neat, especially through that classic, super low bassy FM synth hardware. And it gives me that sense of hatred for it on Sunday, on weekday afternoons too. So I you feel know, like this, this definitely carries the Star Trek essence. We gotta watch Star Trek together. Such hatred. Oh, man. I love the Next Generation. I just love that it has Earl Grey in it. <laughs> I even have a shirt devoted to it. I'm like the most fake Star Trek fan. It's like, no, I just like the tea. I'm a fan of the tea. Um, so yeah, anime. Um, uh, Josh Adachi from the VGM Jukebox had tweeted that he was watching. He was looking for some anime and he wasn't happy with what he was watching, uh, but he was watching it anyway. And I was like, "Hey, you got any suggestions?" And he's like, "You should watch Attack on Titan." That's a good show. I was like, "I'm sure you've seen that already." And I was like, "No, I haven't." Is it good? And he's like, "Yeah, you should. You should go check it out." It's visceral. I said, "Yeah, absolutely." And then, oops, the. Sorry about that. I just watched all of the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> All in a row over the weekend. Why? Why? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, you know, Aerosmith's in it, so that's cool. Not Aerosmith, he said, um, uh, uh, you know, orcs and stuff. And then I was like, oops, I watched Armageddon. I'm just baffled that you could <laughs> that watch Aerosmith. these movies. It's, oh, oh, you said, did you, so did you actually watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Yeah, so instead of watching Attack on Titan, I watched all Lord Nine of the Rings. hours. Probably longer, because you probably watched the DVD versions. Whatever was streaming on Hulu over the course of, like, a week. Which is the best way to watch these movies, where it's, like, a th half an hour at a time. <laughs> you gotta watch the shows, man. You get and then, break uh, them into 30-minute chunks. And, and then I was like, yeah, let's watch something silly and fun. And we put on Armageddon. I've actually never seen that. It's, it's really so so over the top. It's 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 the Michael Bayest of all the Michael Bay movies. Oh wow! And that was one of his earlier ones. Too. Yeah, it really is. Um, when it, when that movie came out, and then before we move on, when that movie came out, um, I was working at the theater. Uh -huh. We're at the arcade near the theater at the time, and I watched it, and it was like, well, this is long, and not super great. Don't want to see it again. And then all my friends were like, let's go see it, and so then we all went and saw it, and I saw it again. And I'm like, okay, not still not that great. And then like like a, like the next day, like another group of friends was like, hey, let's go see Armageddon. Sounds like me and how I saw Silent Hill four times. <laughs> and I went and I saw it again. And I, I think I left halfway through. <laughs> like I ain't watching this mess anymore. You guys um, had fun. And when Iron Man, the first Iron Man came out, we saw it three times in a row. We saw it Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. It wasn't that good of a movie. I liked it. 
I liked it a lot. Couldn't do it. I like that one a lot. But yeah, that's so that's the funny story. He said um, he said that Lord of the Rings is a lot like Attack on Titans because of the orcs, except with really tall orcs. <laughs> yeah, watch Attack on Titans. <laughs> I should watch Attack on Titans. It actually starts pretty quickly, unlike the other shows you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So okay. it'll pick, it'll get you by the first episode, and if it doesn't, then you it's not for you. I just I haven't watched anime that's really gripped me in a long time. That's why it's now's a good time to start trying. Well, and not watch Armageddon again. <sighs> No promises. You know, Face Off is on Netflix now. No, uh, no. <laughs> I might have to no. watch that one. I gotta watch no. again. No, no, dude. Nick Cage and Travolta. No, yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah. no deal. <laughs> no dice. Attack on Titan. Watch one episode. You're investing thirty minutes I versus see two him hours with his face off. <laughs> You'll see that in Attack on Titan, actually. So there you go. Okay, okay. Well, there's something to look forward to. Exactly. All right, so coming up, we have something a little different because it's getting a little bit late. So we're going to do a, a back-to-back situation. I would say this is inspired by the Forever Sound Version podcast, who likes to do back-to-back plays Too bad. of tracks. So, um, Pranel, what do you have? So I end up going with a track from um, an old favorite called Sonic Adventure 2. It is for the Eternal Engine stage, and the track title is called On the Edge, and it's composed by Jun Sinoe. You all know the name. And then after that, we are going to hear Magical Space 1 from the game Super Tetris 3 for the Super Nintendo, composed by Shigmetsu Goto.
then. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that rather experimental back-to-back. Yeah, I, p- I picked a very experimental SNES track for you. <laughs> it's almost about it's almost the equivalent of like going flying high and then digging into a cave. I think both I'll, of which were excellent experiences, though. I think when I go back, I'll edit them um, right on top of each other, and it'd be like a weird mashup. <laughs> Or like maybe um, like you're in a department store and you're hearing two songs at the same time. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that could <laughs> but, be fun. But that's okay. Thanks for sticking with that because now it is time for the bonus round. Bonus round in space. <laughs> the, the bonus round in space is the part where we play <laughs> covers and remixes and arrangements based on the theme. Not not classic video game music, but actual remixes and covers from bands and people with passions in life feeling and feelings all things that don't exist in space <laughs> um based on our theme so Pernell, <laughs> what you got well i did my usual bit of choosing a track and then finding a remix slash cover to go with it that's a good way to go and this particular one is from the game kirby and the amazing mirror the track title is called candy constellation reimagined and it is done by a guy that goes by the name of Sarcasm. You just listened to some. <laughs> that is the Candy Constellation Reimagined Jam 
from the game Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, done up by the awesome Sarcasm. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I don't think they've posted in about a year or so. That's poppycock. Yeah. So. No! Great music, though. Really good remix. Maybe this will bring them back out. Mm. Like, you know, someone listens to music in the present. Yeah. Make some new stuff. Everyone, go out there to YouTube and subscribe to Sarcasm. Just inflate his voice like, whoa, I've been blowing up over here. Yeah, that's that, that's that rhythm and pixels uh, reach, son. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. It's like four people came out. Um, hey, come on. Five people. <laughs> yeah, five. <laughs> All right, so um, the track I chose from is from uh, the game Solar Jetman. What do you know about Solar Jetman? I do know that I had no idea what I was talking about when we discussed it earlier. <laughs> you are traveling in space trying to find the golden spaceship, something like that, so you can escape outer space. And I seriously thought that you were a man with a jetpack, but apparently it is not the case. If you you can leave your jetpack and your and your spaceship can explode and you're just a man in a jetpack. So I was right then. Well, part of it, you are a man in in a, in a spaceship, but it's primarily about spaceships. Uh, you're a man <laughs> with a jetpack. It's a very cool game. Um, this is a remix called the Diamond Worlds Remix by the artist Platonist. And this is a cool one, so hope you dig it.
epic jam was from the artist Platonist. Just does, doesn't want to get to know you that well. Just like she was a friend. From the game Solar Jetman. That was the Diamond Worlds remix. Um, a little sneeze over there. Nah, it's all about that T-Bert. <laughs> ah, so yeah, very... I'm, pro- I'm a professional. Keep it away from the microphone. The, the music in Solar Jetman is very minimal, very atmospheric in, in a way that they do with like Battletoads a little bit and they do with like Metroid where it's almost atmospheric but still still with the bleep bloops <laughs> hopefully the game is much better than Battletoads yes no this game is really neat it's it's it, it does it, it's one of those games that will test your frustration for sure but in a good way in a good way in a broken way I think so but if you would like more information about these artists and I I think you should check definitely check out Platonist and and look at the other remixes that um what's his name uh Sack Sarcasm. Sarcasm has done. Sarcasm with a sock. Oh, we'll go to rhythmandpixels.com. We're going to link up their YouTubes and their SoundClouds and Bandcamps and everywhere you can like go and find and buy this music and support these artists. I want to thank you for joining us on episode 13-9 of Rhythm and Pixels, our focus on space and getting to know each other space. <laughs> for, for a very long time at the beginning of the show. Yes, it was a fun chatter. Yes. Hopefully we didn't bore you to tears. Oh. Please don't say that we did, because no, that I, would make me sob. I think it was an engaging conversation. But we didn't involve <laughs> any sort of Fritos or Hers potato chips. No LaCroix. No, I know you're I know you're, you're getting getting hungry for dinner and I'm um, getting ready for bed. No no Chef Boyardee pasta. But uh, make sure you get some sleep tomorrow night. I know you're uh, you're gonna be heading out into Chicago town. Again, by the time this episode comes out, you'll be back. Yeah, just actually no, I'll still be there because I come back Friday Monday night. Oh Monday night, okay. So you'll be listening as I am boarding probably. Oh, I mean to listen to the show while you're on the plane. Like, I wonder what my voice sounds no, like. God, no, God, no. <laughs> I know my voice sounds rough, which, by the way, anybody who's listened to the show and they appreciate the voice or tolerate it, thank you very much for being cool about it. Well, I'm going to put this out here. Our next episode is going to be our live-streamed Spectacular, dun, which dun, I think dun. we've decided is going to be all um, fan picks. Yes. So if you listen to the show, you like video game music, please let us know at our email. Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com. Um, and if you are a Patreon subscriber, um, you are going to be at the top of that list. I think we're going to have a great... It's going to be because it's a Patreon-exclusive stream. So it makes sense for it to be focused primarily on focused, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for, for everything you're doing for us. But with that in mind, mm-hmm. even if you're not a Patreon subscriber, still submit some jams. Because yeah. two reasons. One, well, if you don't get enough, well, we want to have more diversity. And two... Hey, I'm sorry. This is slightly a competition between Rob and I in a small sense. So <laughs> we got to pick, pick, pick who's picking better ones. Pick here. some creamy crops. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're, you're the Pokemon, and we're battling you. That's right. That's right. We're throwing, we're throwing your jams Actually, out at I'm gonna each other. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do like a Chris Murray, I choose you. Use, you know, Super Nintendo music. <laughs> Use Retron Mix yeah. composed by this guy. And I'll go, what the heck did you just say? Yeah, use Super Macross Valkyrie. You know, he'll, he'll come out. And, it'll you know, be fun. He'll zap you. Um, also, if you so if you want more information about our show, um, a full track listing from um, all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes and access to all the other stuff that we're doing, go to our website, rhythmandpixels.com. Um, if you want to see us on Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter, all the social media places. It is usually um, rhythm and pixels, all one word. I know it's different on Twitter, but if you look it up that way, it's it's you're gonna find it. It's no yeah, cool. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's, it's gonna be okay. Um, if you'd like to support us in other ways, go to Patreon.com/slash Rhythm and Pixels, um, and there you'll have access to additional. Um, live streams once a month of the show and uh, mixtapes of every episode that comes out. Um, so that's really cool. We also like to give a shout out to all of the people who subscribe to us at the end of every episode. And I'm pulling up that list right now. Those wacky Patreon <laughs> subscribers. So first I'd like to thank Alex the Messenger for his continued support. Thank you so much for everything. Great man. Um, Brian Kunkel, um, a fairly new subscriber to the show, but he is top tier. Yeah, great tier. Every man. Every man. Uh, Bobby Arson, also thank you so much for um, for your continued contribution. And dialogue. Uh, Damien. Thank you, Damien. Uh, wicked Sephiroth. He's a nicer guy than he looks. So. You know, he's not so wicked. Um, okay, Impala. Best okay, the best car. All right, Carlos. Thank you. Just Carlos. Morton Gangso, Melgy Gangst, Enric Anderson, Mr. Henrik, what nice, are you doing? Nice chatting with you on Discord earlier uh, this last week. I want to thank <laughs> Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. I love that guy and his awesome band. Yes, also Shy Talk, Shy Talk for sure. Amazing. Go look him up on YouTube. Shy Talk awesome music he's not that shy no definitely not shy that music is not shy Um, also check out their last episode on the forever sound version podcast he does a back-to-back with the dyad and it's really good Mm -hmm. they they play some serious tasty jams i want to thank brian pitt good man brian pitt always on top i want to thank uh chris murray i'm still playing that mobile game you're awful i want to thank joe vasalo and david smith Oh, he didn't want to mispronounce it. He had to get a little bit of accent to it. Pernell, I've grown. <laughs> I've grown a little bit. He's brought a certain dialogue. Anyway, thank you all so much for supporting the show. Um, we do really appreciate that. Every dollar goes in to the file hosting costs and the new equipment, all that good stuff. You know, if you don't want to do the Patreon thing, the best thing you can do if you like the show is to share it with your friends on Facebook. Um, let people know about it. Like, hey, I'm listening to this, and I think it's a lot of fun. Twitter, Facebook, word of mouth. Yeah, word of Just mouth. Tell people, because I'm going to tell you, after going to E3 and seeing those other people running around, I think word of mouth is the key. <laughs> it's the way to do it. That's all I can think of. So, yeah, it's helpful. That's how, that's how this game works, mm-hmm. I think. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, what else do I want to say? I want to say one more thing before we go. Well, my stomach's rumbling, so make it quick. <sighs> gurgle, gurgle. I can't think of what I was going to say. Uh, uh, uh. No. Not I gonna, think it's just lost to the ether. It's gone forever. It was in and it was gone. Anyway, thanks a lot for uh, for joining us. Yes, I remember. Next week, don't forget, it's going to be a Patreon live show. It's going to be a little wacky. You already mentioned it's gonna it. It's going to be fan submissions. A week after that, Probably a week after that, we're going to have some more guests on the show. Guests in the games industry, guests who are bands, remixers, all those sorts of guys. And, and if you if you are a band or a remixer, we'd love to have you on the show too. Let us know. Here, here. Um, it, it's nice to get not only your juicy topic, 
I love picking brains. Yeah, we love the brains. Love the brains and picking them from guests. It's always fun banter. Mm. But thanks for listening to the Rhythm and Pixels Show, our video game music focused podcast. My name has been Rob Nichols. And mine, until further notice, is Purnell. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Stay safe. And remember, that space between your ears is not just meant for cobwebs and fodder. It's also meant for brain usage and activity. Things are going on around you all the time. And new information is coming down the pike on a regular basis that could potentially challenge what's going on with your brain, what you know up there. Don't allow it to just run stagnant because it disagrees with what you already know or believe. Take some time to understand it and possibly comprehend it and hopefully learn something new about something you thought you understood. Don't just be ignorant and airbrained and whatever you want to call brick-walled, dork-headed. There's so many different ways to describe it, but the important part is don't be those things. Space in between. It's not just for empties. <laughs> Poor.